are a community and continue to be a community together, we want to invite you into prayer. And I really appreciate the season we're entering in in a very focused way. And I would say this, maybe there'll be more coming of what this really means, but we're as a church going through a time and, and moving in a time, I would say, of discernment. God, what do you have for us for the future? Where is that leading to do? And the only way to find God's will is to be in God's will is to pray. And, and so we're looking at prayer in that way. And I appreciate Carrie last week, Barry Butler, who shared with us and just the power of prayer and the importance of prayer. Many of you responded to that. And, but I'm going to continue that today and talking a little bit more on, on maybe you can relate with me a little bit because i got to be honest with you. I'm not really good at praying. Now, I know that sounds really not good to hear from your pastor that he doesn't... It's not that I don't like prayer. It's not saying I don't pray. I'm just not as gifted as others in a coming prayer. I'm not, I'm not more, I'm more of a doer than a prayer, okay? And I'm saying we should be doing and praying at the same time, but I'm good at the doing because I can, I can get going and I'm saying, Lord, I'm here, I'm waiting on you. And then like, oh, there's a list that I begin to form of the things I've got to do. And then, okay, Lord, I'm praying. And, and I find myself always been challenged in struggle with prayer and, and yet, you could probably relate with that a little bit. I, I found, even early on as a teenager, prayer was modeled to me in significant ways. Back in the day, when I came to faith, I was a part of a church that went to church and really went to church, okay? It was a churchy church. I mean, we started in the morning and we ended at night, okay? It was morning where we had Sunday school then we had service, and it wasn't like an hour, you know, it wasn't a buck 15. I mean, it was, it was like two-hour service, okay? Then there would be sometimes a potluck involved, and so we stayed longer for that, or we went out to eat. Then we come home and try to watch a little Seahawks and take a nap. And then we would dress down, meaning we didn't wear suits and ties and dresses. Then we'd go back to church. And if you were spiritual, though, you would go to the pre-service prayer for the, the service that was happening. So there was another prayer gathering at 5 o'clock before the, the evening gathering at 6 o'clock. was a different service. It wasn't a repeat of the morning. It was a completely different service. And I was encouraged, if you want to be prayer, be spiritual, is to go to the 5 o'clock prayer. But I would show up there, and there was, nobody, there was nobody less than 60 years old in this group. But I was one of these people, like, I want to be better at praying. And I would pray, and that there would be men and women, old saints, that would be on their knees seeking the Lord. But it was kind of spooky when they did it because they prayed this way. This was an old prayer thing. And I don't say this in mocking, but this is what it sounded like. It was this. It was, Oh, Lord, Jesus. Oh, God. And they would pray out loud like that. And it would be really quiet. And then someone would pray and like, oh, like this. And then one lady, Mamie Kunkel was her name. Oh, beautiful saint. I'd visit her. I like, I was, it was like Jesus and her together and me. And it was this. And she would pray, oh, Holy Ghost. Oh, and I'm like, Holy Ghost. Like, was there a ghost in here? Like, I didn't know the languaging. Holy Spirit, okay? It's King James. Now, I don't say it in all market, but what I learned was that was all authentic. They were seeking heaven. They're going to heaven. Like, God, we're seeking you with fervency. I'm like, man, do I still have that today? But that was modeled to me about prayer. But here's the thing that's challenging about prayer. We all go through this. We go, this is the, this is the, is it worth it? Is it worth it? That's a question I ask a lot. 
Is it worth the prayer? Is praying 15 minutes versus 50 minutes? Is, is prayer days matter? Does it all matter? And, we, and, and the, the spiritual answer is yes. We all want that to be the answer. And I get that and I understand that. But deep down, does it really matter? Does it really matter? Because I, I, my wife recently, she was working in the store, and she, there was a lady named Meva, an older lady. Now she, her and her husband, Jerry, used to attend here. Jerry was on our board. Meva was, was cured of cancer. God healed her of pancreatic cancer 20 years ago. She is an elderly woman today, and, and wonderful that we got to see Meva the other day. But her husband, a few years ago, in 2015, had a brain tumor and died within three months. We have another friend, just a year ago, just passed away, Brad, who had pancreatic cancer, exactly the same thing as Meva had. And, and he's gone. He was in his 50s, has a wife and two teenagers. Like, I don't understand, God. We prayed for both. All of them we prayed for. God, what's going on? How does that? So it's a dangerous question. Does prayer truly, truly matter? That's what we wrestle with. Is it worth the effort? I'd rather just be doing stuff than praying if it doesn't matter. And yet, I, 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 as I go along, I know there's something, there's a perspective of prayer that we're going to talk about. And, I, and I, I came across this a few years ago. It's Philip Yancey, and it was just a, such an answer for me. Talk about answer prayer. This statement really, really helped me. This is what he wrote. He says this. If you're, if you're in this place, does it really matter and all this? He says this. If prayer stands, think about this, at the place where God and human beings meet, then I must learn about prayer. If that is the lifeline, is that's the connection. Most of my struggles in the Christian life circle around the same two themes. Why God doesn't act the way we want God to and why I don't act the way God wants me to. Prayer is this precise point where those themes converge. Now, why don't you dwell on that this week as, as for yourself? Because that's the crux of it. It doesn't really matter, but what we're finding, there's a perspective of it. That prayer isn't a formula. That prayer isn't a math problem. Then what is it? What we're going to look at today and be reminded of today is this. Prayer is a relationship. And that's what the disciples had with Jesus. When the disciples followed him around and what they did is they observed what Jesus did and they must have been blown away. I mean, there must have been just amazing in the miracles, the, the crazy supernatural powers that defied gravity. He walked on water. He raised a guy back from the dead after being gone, you know, dead for four days. He took five loaves and two fish and fed thousands. But what's interesting is this. I don't know if you ever thought, thought about it this way is did you ever read that, 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 that they asked Jesus to do what Jesus did? I can't find it. There, there, there's maybe references here and there, maybe like, maybe they were curious of what he's doing and what he's what he involved with. But they didn't really, they said, Jesus, we want to do what you did. Can we, like, can we, like, what if we threw mud on people's eyes? And what if that happened? Could you teach us how to do that trick? Could you show us how that? And yet, one of the things they specifically asked Jesus to do is says, Lord, teach us to pray. Teach us to pray. Teach us to pray like you pray. There is a relationship, there's a unique relationship you have with your Father that we sure want that. Could we have that? Could we have what you have? And so one day, Jesus goes, I'm going to show you. I'm going I'm I'm to give you a way that you can do this. 
And he gathered in the Sermon on the Mount, the Mount of Beatitudes, and, and he, he said this, and he said it to a large group of people. He says in Matthew 6, he says, this then is how you should pray. Okay, here it is. Now, you've heard this prayer. You prayed this prayer. Maybe you prayed it this week. Maybe you prayed it Thanksgiving. You, you, you have it on the wall maybe somewhere and a plaque somewhere. Grandma and Grandpa had it. Can, but can you say this prayer with them? We're just going to do the first part this morning. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus starts his prayer the prayer that he wants us to pray, he says, oh, we want to learn how to pray like you pray. Okay, this then is how you should pray. This first part of this prayer reminds us of this, and Chris expressed it this morning, our upward and adoration to God, to be up toward God. and Our first words of our mouth, he says, be, the, be these words, our Father, to, to pray intentionally up. And to have that perspective. I think that's a really, if Jesus is saying, hey, this is how you should start how to pray, let's do that. That's the way we should go. That's the way of Jesus saying, first, and we're going to declare that my prayer toward you is, is up. And I, I, I was thinking about perspectives that, that come with prayer. Is there is a, There's kind of a microscope perspective of life, and there's a telescope perspective, right? Microscope, we, we and it's good to get, focus on what we need to do and what we need to accomplish. You have, a, you have a job to do. Your boss wants you to do that job. Get that job done, right? But we can get so myopic on it. We can so get so focused on our lives and what we're doing and the grind and so like we're like kind of chickens kind of pecking at the ground trying to get get things done and accomplished and 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 yet we can get discouraged because we find is that in that perspective we're not seeing the bigger picture, what, what's going on. But when we set aside the microscope and we take out the telescope, and especially in a, a starry, dark night, and we see the stars, we're going, oh, God, you're so much bigger. You're so much more big. You're huge. You're just, you're massive. And, and, and I think it's Jesus is saying, can, can we get that perspective first? Let's make sure when we approach God that we start with that. What would that be? Our Father who and heaven, hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name. How holy is your name. Jesus starts this prayer. And it's this attitude, remembering God is God. He is holy. He is our Father. That's where we start with. We don't start, Jesus is saying, don't start with your shopping list. Don't start with your, wish, your Amazon wish list. Don't start with, you know, throwing everything in the cart and then ramming heaven's door. Say, we need this stuff. We need this help. We need, and, and, and it, there's a place for prayer, and that's called petition. We're going to talk about that. But he's saying, first, go up, up to me. And I think we do this, too. We just think... And then, and then we go, well, you got, oh, you get that, but then, then we want the combination, almost like the God, it's God's like a slot machine, you know, if I just put the right prayer in and say the right thing, or maybe just work it enough that the, the numbers will spin, ding, 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 oh, I got answer, that's somehow we think that's prayer, and it's just like, no, we're not, we're missing, there's this worship and glory and adoration that we have toward God, that prayer really isn't, doesn't, isn't about and starts with transaction. It starts with relationship. Carrie shared last week, I thought it was really helpful to remind it again that when we approach God, is like 
sometimes we, 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 we bring our list to them. It's like when she's saying when she, if she met with a friend and all she did for the hour over coffee was just share all her problems and every, all the difficulties. And then the, the hour's up and she's like, I gotta go. <laughs> and that person's sitting there going, okay, this isn't a relationship. This is just you pouring out your things. Are we doing that with God? And, and not that God, God needs us and that God, but God wants us. He goes, I get your list. I get it. But what you get, though, don't forget me in, in your list. There's a deep, close, abiding relationship with God. And, and Jesus says, how we have this, say, God, be our dad, our father in heaven. Now, our is just, just the first word of our. Do you know how controversial that was to the Jewish people? Because they didn't talk to God that way. They didn't say our. Oh, no. Oh, no, that would be, they would say our father Abraham or our father Moses, but to refer and the R and that, 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 that community would never say that, let alone call God father. We read that and we say, if, maybe if you call your, your dad father, high father, it's almost a formal way, but the word father here is Abba. It's in, in Aramaic, it's, it, means, it means daddy. It's, it's what the Jewish babies would say. They would say Abba or daddy. So when, when the, the, the Jewish people are hearing this, they're like, whoa, we, that, 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 they probably freaked out. That was blasphemous that somehow you're actually coming in a place of equal, equal to God. See, here's something you can put down today and remind us of this about prayer. What, what does this mean is this. Prayer is having close personal relationship with our dad. That's what we're saying. I know they think of a God as our dad, but... But, but when, we, when we do that, I know that strikes a chord. In all of us, it, there's triggers with that, right? It triggers the, the, not our God in heaven, but our God on earth. Our, 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 I'm sorry, our dad on earth, right? It's, it's the dads that have disappointed us, the dads that have, that have left us, the, the dads that have hurt us, the deadbeat dad. We think of dads that way. Or maybe yourself as a dad and didn't live up to that. What Jesus is saying to us is this. I think you've got to think about this. If that's the case, and then here Jesus says, our father, what is he saying? How significant a father is. How significant it is to know God as our father because in, our, in knowing him as our father, that our perfect father is saying to us, you matter, I love you, you're valuable to me, to the very core of our soul. So, Yes, we all have daddy issues. Some are more difficult than the other. But our father is the very reason Jesus is saying, God, be my, be my dad. Be my perfect, loving father. And even in a greater way, be more than just the, the, the dad and the bleachers that's criticizing you know, our, how we play in the field or, the, or the, 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 the supervisor, the boss that gives you the performance report. What he's saying is, no, be my, he, he wants to be your Abba. He wants to be your daddy. He wants you to, to be able to, in prayer, get in his lap and just be with him. Now, some of us go, yeah, I'm, that, that, I'm, I'm an adult. Exactly, exactly. You need it more than anyone. 
and I need it more than anyone, to be with our Father. Years ago, I was associate pastor of a church in Bellingham, and our, our son Grant was probably four or five years old, and one of the things I did was I'd pick up, now don't get any ideas if they do this, you volunteer on Sunday morning, but I'd pick up breakfast food for our volunteers on Sunday morning, okay? And, and so I would get bagels and cream cheese and donuts. Some of you are like, I, I do Sunday morning. Why don't you provide that? But oh, we can work on that. But I would do that, and, and then we would do some, he would go with me in the little duties. He's four or five years old, and, you know, he'd sit in the car with me, and then, you know, he got a donut out of the deal, right? I mean, that was the big deal. And so he would get the donut, and I would, and I'd test him a little bit, like, buddy, I know you probably do this because, you, you know, dad gets you, gives you a donut. And he says this in his little four or five-year-old voice, no, daddy, I just want to be with you. Here's your donut. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But that's the, he, I, it was a, such a beautiful thing. In the mornings, we'd get up and we'd go do this on Sunday morning together. Now he's a, he's a youth pastor, and, 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 and well, he's going to be a dad himself in a few months. And so we're going to have a grandson coming up. Did you know that, huh? We're going to be, there's a baby coming. And so, but he'll, be, he'll model that too. But what does it want? It, it's all about fatherhood. It's this close personal relationship. And not just any old dad, but a holy dad. Our Father in heaven, hallowed. The word hallowed means to, to, uh, to make holy or pur purify or consecrate. And we're speaking, and today it's interesting. We sang Yahweh, Yahweh, Yahweh. We sang it just without any w worry about it. We, but, but to say Yahweh, the name of God, you didn't do that. Even today, the Jewish people do not say the name Yahweh. They say, they'll pray Adonai. They'll pray, they'll, pray, they'll pray a different title for God because Yahweh was his holy name. It, it, in fact, when they would write the name of God, they would wash their hands, take another pen and write the, the, Yahweh and then wash your hands again. And take a, they were so, it was such a sacred thing. And the sacredness meant this, that God's name was set apart. It's holy. Now, what I love about us at Christ the King, we're pretty casual people. Okay, you notice you coming in here. You can wear. You don't have to wear a suit or tie or whatever. And thank goodness we don't have to dress up. Just dress clothes is good. Thank you for wearing clothes. Okay, but it doesn't matter. But sometimes we can approach God in the casual way. We can be casual in our our style. But sometimes we're just kind of lackadaisical and not really that caring of of worship to God. Then we're just singing songs off a wall and. And, and Isaiah warns us of this. He says, these people come near me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. If you're singing songs or doing the religious activities, there's no heart behind it. It's just, as, as, as Paul says, it's, it's, it's a, a, a clanging cymbals and gongs going off. It's just noise. And really, it's, it's disrespect to our holy God, that he's holy, he's powerful. And so when we approach the Lord, we approach him, through the blood of Christ, and we can approach the throne of grace with mercy we can find, and it's through the work of Jesus that we can come into that holy place. It's interesting, in the message version of, of, of Hallowed Be Your Name, it says, Re reveal who you are. When we, when we approach God in the holy way, saying, God, reveal who you are, and, and at times God says, I'm not sure if you're ready how much I'm going to give you. Moses experienced that, right? He says, Lord, show me your glory. And, and he's like, God's like, you don't want to do that. I mean, have you seen Raiders of the Lost Ark where they, their faces melted off? Okay, you know, we all at 10 years old, it's disturbing to hear, see that. But that, in all reality, that was like, you don't want to approach, I'm holy. 
It'll, it'll, it, and so what, what God told them to do when they built the temple for his presence to dwell in the Holy of Holies is he, they created a curtain. And it was this, the, the curtain of the temple. Did you know it wasn't just a flimsy little blind? It, it, was, it, was a, it was a thickness of a hand, a thickness of a hand. So a hand breadth, it was like three and a half inches wide, this curtain. But when Jesus died, it says the curtain was torn from the top to the bottom. So clearing the pathway that we can enter, again, to the holiness of God only because of the blood of Christ that's covering us. That's where we can enter in. So he is holy, and we approach him that way. Jesus says, I am the way. I am the truth and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. So know this, though. Prayer is entering and enjoying his presence fully. When we're worshiping God and lifting him up, we're entering him with boldness and courage and, and, and confidence, but we do it in a holy way. Our hearts consecrated before the Lord in prayer. The Book of Common Prayer, it's way back in the 1600s, said this about adoration of worship to God and, and prayer to God. It says, it's lifting the, of the heart and the mind to God, asking nothing but to enjoy God's presence. That if we approach God in prayer that way, that all we want to do is be with you, Lord, that would be it. C.S. Lewis says this, in commanding us to glorify him, God is inviting us to enjoy him. What if prayer, what if we started prayer just as Jesus told us how to pray? Our Father in heaven, hallowed, hallowed, holy is your name. And what's so cool about that, when we do that, when we enter God in that holy place, the Lord responds with us in relationship with him. I love John 15, where we approach God in, through a relationship with Christ. In John 15, 15 he, Jesus says this, I no longer call you servants because a servant doesn't know what his master's doing, but I call you friends because everything I made known to the Father, I am making known to you. That when we're in a relationship with our Father through Jesus, we're going to know God's will. Sometimes we're wondering, if why is God not answering prayer? Is because we don't, we're not in tune with his will of how we're even supposed to pray. Because when we come with reverence and holiness to the Lord, we can actually say, and this was very bold for Jesus to enter this Prayer, not only calling him our Father and hallowed be your name and saying his name, but then this is your kingdom come and your will be done. That was a bold thing to pray. Your kingdom come and your will be done. What, well, that, that's kind of a, there's an audacity to that, don't you think? It's like, bring your kingdom down. You know, that, that we're, we're not commanding, we're saying, Lord, we want to partner with you in this relationship through prayer. Now I think about when we think about the, the power of the kingdom of God, many times we think in a corporate level. Some of you work for a company where it, maybe you're a branch of that company and you're working away in your location and you know all of a sudden your coworker whispers, corporate's here. All of a sudden what happens is the big boss is coming through the doors, and so you're checking your uniform, you're tucking it in, you're good there, you're looking at your workspace, you're kind of cleaning up, but you, want, you don't want to look too clean because you want to look like you're working, and so you're, you're, you're keep busy, they're coming, oh, they're coming by, and don't make eye contact, or maybe you should, and you look, you smile, and they just pass by you, and you go, that was a close one, right? 
That's not how God's kingdom is. Kingdom, his kingdom is not, even, even though we think a kingdom and domain, he's, what, what he's saying is, he says, what did Jesus say? That whatever the Father has, I want to make known to you through my relationship with you. So it's not about power and control, but it's about partnership and relationship. That's what, that's what God wants to say. When your kingdom come, your will be done. Uh, we're saying, we want to partner with you, Lord. As we, Jesus says, we know you and through you, then approach the Father, that we, can, we want your kingdom to be done. What is he saying? Your rule and reign to be done in our, do through our lives, but not our will and our wishes. We, we do this in a lot. We'll talk a little bit more about the conflict of the kingdoms next week where we pray, not, not thy will be done, but my will be done. We pray many times, don't we? We get in that microscopic view of life in our prayer rather than the telescope approach to God, and we pray. And we, and we pray that way in our kingdom, and that's where it leads to disappointment, doesn't it? That's what leads to these expectations, really false expectations. We're saying, Lord, here's my laundry list of things that you need to answer. In fact, I've even done this with God saying, I need to answer this way, by the way. Not only do I need to an answer, but if you could do it this way and do it this way, and then, and then, and then God's going, I don't think I need your suggestions. I've complicated it way too much rather than the surrender that, that needs to be. Here, here, let's be reminded of this. This is why I've learned this. The prayer is not convincing God to act on our wishes, but it's intentionally conforming to his will. It's not just, you know, God, I have this list. And I'm being conformed and shaped. The Bible says shaped and conformed in the image of Jesus. That's the work of prayer, to commit to spend time with him. You know, show me your friends and you show me your future, right? We say that to students. We do that. And it's to all of us. Who we hang out with, who we become. That's why community is so important. That's why I'm hanging out with you because I'm just getting like you guys. I'm going to be like you one day. And we spend time. We need that. We need positive encouragement with one another. God is so good that, that and we believe he's so good that at times when we pray, it's not for us. When God's will is done, it's not only for us. Sometimes we read the Bible and every promise is for us. And you're like, it's not? That's called narcissism. <laughs> There's some promises and things God's going to do for other people that we still celebrate what he's doing. Not every blessing we get, not every healing's ours, not every good fortune comes our way. Why? Because we're growing in maturity in Christ for others to be receiving. doesn't mean we don't have peace, doesn't have assurance of what he's doing, satisfaction, but we're learning this. We're praying your kingdom come, your will be done. And what is the will to be done? On earth as in heaven, as it is in heaven. Jesus is reminding them in the context of that. Or, or he's saying that, but it's in the context of this. There's a Roman empire that wants to suppress you. There's people, there's a whole empire that wants to push you down and make belittle you. But I've come to establish a bigger kingdom. And even at the end, where the, the, the disciples are going, Lord, are you, is now the time you can restore the kingdom of Israel? What are they wanting? They're saying, you're, you're, you're saying you said you're the Messiah. You said you're the Christ, you're the anointed one, you're going to come and rule and reign. And Jesus goes, no, I've come as a suffering servant. I've come to lay down my life as a king for the kingdom of what I'm going to do. That's my first advent. <laughs> That's my first act. That's the work I'm going to do. There will be a day. There will be a second coming. There will be a work I'm going to do. There's, part, there's two parts to this. But in the meantime, what I want you to do, I want you to pray for my, my kingdom come, my will be done on earth as in heaven. What is his will? He gave us the great commission. That's his will. He gave us this great commission to go and make disciples of all nations. He said, I command you to love one another as I have loved you. I have given you my kingdom in you. 
It's my kingdom in you and my kingdom through you. I want to be the king of hearts. That's what I want. That's what I desire. My kingdom, partnering with this kingdom to have that telegraph or telescope approach perspective rather than, rather than our microscopic view of life. Finally, I want to share this with you is this. It ultimately is this. Prayer is bending our, our wants to God's wants and living out those holy intentions so they become as real on earth as they're in heaven. Praying, say, God, I want to know your will be done. And in, in not just in my life, but the others that you're going to allow me to influence, allow me to, to encourage. Just as Moses prayed, Lord, show me your glory. Lord, through that, I want to see your power. I want to see your presence. Not for just myself, but for others. Listen. I'm not saying that God doesn't want to heal our bodies and build up bank accounts and, and, and restore relationships and help us with depression and fill us with hope. Don't get me wrong. All those are very, very important to God as well to, for, for what he has and to steward what he's given us on earth. But ultimately what he wants is us. He wants relationship with us to be with him. That true understanding to do that. Now, to help you do that, I think one of the things of posturing prayer is this and this up toward adoration. This week we created, in fact, I didn't create it. Christina Will created this, which is so great. It's, it's a, as in heaven, prayer guide, upward in adoration. And each day, these are personal activities you can do Monday through Sunday. Each day you read a very practical thing. Monday, Commit to the Lord each day to pray upward in praise and thanksgiving. Pray the psalm prayer in Psalms 30. Next day, pray this praise. Or this next one, write 10 things you can praise God about today. Tangible things that we can do because we're the fault back like me. I'm not a great prayer. I'm a good doer. And sometimes I need some help in the doing so I'm a better prayer. So this is a practical guide that we do each week. Spend some time not only in your small group discussing it, but throughout the week. But as Chris comes, I want to close us in prayer. As we do, of course, we're going to pray. But I want to share with you something that might sound kind of odd as, as he comes. But it gives you a little bit of perspective sometimes how we think about kind of the, the microscopic view and the telescope view of life. This last summer, we had an opportunity to go on a cruise, Christy and I did. And we went with my, our, our, our brother-in-law and Chrissy's sister. And we had a good time. And and uh, we're not drinkers or anything, but we went into this little lounge, and there was karaoke. And I thought, oh, that's what people do. They, they, they have to consume a little bit of alcohol to get the courage to sing. And we're going, we're not going to do that, okay? But it was very entertaining for us, but I, I would say also very cringy. Um, there was a lady that got up, an elderly lady, and she got up, and she had a walker. And she got up, and she was going to sing. And then the song that came up was, Girls Just Want to Have Fun. And I'm going, oh, no. Oh, no. This is going to be very entertaining or very, very painful. Well, it was the, la it was the latter. And, and she sang this song, and then she was struggling. Her, her daughters got up to sing with her. And, I mean, there was something, there was a cute moments with it, but it was, it was painful. I've had root canals, and I've done different things that it was so painful and cringy, and we're not sure what to do. And then they end, and then she gets up, and she says, she goes, thank you for letting me sing. I've been, I'm a three-time cancer survivor. Oh, I'm like, why didn't you lead with that? We would have had much more grace. And I say that, and, 
in the, in the, in the humor of that, but the seriousness of that. How we miss it, don't we? When it comes to God and what God's doing, we think through ours, as Chris said, this little pinhole, we, we look through God and God's saying, I got a bigger picture for you. Let's grab the bigger picture of what the Lord's doing. Let's worship him and in in, in who he is and in, in the grandeur of who he is to get this, this telescope approach of him. The telescope issues of the problems and the difficulties, again, it's not to say God doesn't care about those things. He does. But let's get this perspective as we pray. Will you stand with me as we close in prayer? I'm going to invite you to posture yourself up and maybe you could even just extend your hands. And I know this is your, you, you put them up high if you can. If you can't, that's okay. But put them up there. Put your, open your hands up. And I want you to picture like my four and five-year-old son saying, Daddy, I just want to be with you. Daddy, Holy Father, our Father, Lord in heaven, hallowed be your name. Lord, we just want to be with you. Lord, help us just to be with you. Lord, we do a lot of doing. We don't do a lot of being. Lord, we want to just be with you. Help us, help us to learn that, Lord. Just to be. Our dad, our perfect, holy dad that loves us in a perfect love, that loves us completely, that we're fully loved and we're fully known by you, Lord. That's all we need. And Lord, you, we, you, you hear us when we come and we, we cry and we, 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 we weep and we struggle because some of the things are hangnails and some of them are they're cancer. There's, there's real life struggles that are going on in our life, Lord. They're big deal. They're big, but they're not too big for you because we present them to you. But Lord, you, you take them and you, you answer according to the way you want. And, and Lord, but more importantly, we're just with you and spending time with you. And, and thank you through Jesus. Thank you that Jesus, our, our, our intercessor, our one that came, that your son, to be our brother, to come and to take our sin to the cross to make the way so that we can come in your holy presence through the blood of Christ covering us to approach you to the very throne to our friendship with Jesus so that we can know your will Lord reveal yourself show yourself to us in a deeper way in a greater way and I pray for all the needs that are represented in this room Lord you show us and guide us and direct us how to pray how to seek you in these weeks to come but Lord, more importantly, that we can take this time, this moment, just to be with you. And that in itself is all that we truly need. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Just invite you to sing this, this closing song today. If there's anything on your heart that needs prayer, anything you're just like, I just want to grow closer in my faith in Jesus, we want to be available here for prayer as well. Let's do it one last time before we go out into this new week that we have. God bless you. Have a great day. Let's sing together.